Welcome to Real Estate and Coffee. My name is Joel Arndt. Today is Tuesday, September 17th, 2019. Here's some Canadian real estate news while you enjoy your morning coffee. This article comes from the Globe and Mail. Toronto-based hospital network commits land to build affordable housing. The largest academic hospital in Canada is planning to offer a radical new treatment for its neediest patients, a place to live. The University Health Network, UHN, in downtown Toronto has committed a plot of land worth nearly $10 million to a unique affordable housing project designed to ease overcrowding at the network's two acute care hospitals. Last month, the UHN signed a Memorandum of Understanding with the City of Toronto and the United Way Greater Toronto to launch what they are calling a social medicine initiative. The linchpin of the plan is a proposed affordable housing development on a 30,000 square foot lot the UHN owns in Parkdale, a rapidly gentrifying neighborhood where sky-high rents are forcing the poor out of stable housing and in some cases into the emergency room. Never in the country has there been a hospital willing to rededicate land to housing, which we know is inextricably linked to health, said Andrew Boozery, the UHN's Executive Director of Health and Social Policy and a family doctor. This is one of the major pressing issues in the city. For us, it's one of the major public health issues. The social housing portion of the initiative is a long way from breaking ground. All three partner agencies say they will work with the community to decide what type of housing and other social supports are best for the site, which is currently a large parking lot next to the Bickle Center, a long-term care home owned by Toronto Rehab, one of the UHN's four hospitals. And the affordable units whenever they open, are likely to be reserved exclusively for UHN patients. But the plan's backers say the UHN's land contribution speaks volumes about a growing understanding that if patients can't afford fresh food, quality childcare, and a decent place to live, they're more likely to wind up in hospitals, particularly if they also struggle with mental illness and drug or alcohol addiction. If you can't take care of your diabetes because food choices are difficult and stresses are there. What do you do about that? Said Manjeet Chita, Interim Director of the Toronto Office of Partnerships. You go to a doctor or you go to a hospital. UHN President Kevin Smith said the hospitals he oversees are, as with many hospitals in Ontario, already at a breaking point when it comes to waiting times in the emergency department and overcrowding elsewhere in the hospital. Along with Toronto Rehab, the UHN includes the Princess Margaret Cancer Center and two acute care sites, Toronto Western Hospital and Toronto General Hospital. The Toronto Hospital Association recently reported the worst June since 2008 for emergency department backlogs with patients who needed to be admitted to the hospital waiting an average of 16 hours for a bed. Although a complicated mix of factors is to blame for what Ontario Premier Doug Ford calls hallway medicine, 
Finding homes for poverty-stricken patients who no longer need acute care beds could help, as could keeping high-needs patients out of the emergency department in the first place. In 2018, in the 2018-2019 year, interesting. In 2018-19, there were 61 patients from Midwest Toronto, an area that includes Parkdale, who visited the emergency departments at Toronto General or Toronto Western 20 times or more. They accounted for 2,096 visits, or on average, 34 visits each. Go to the emergency room every 11 days, on average, are more likely to need a social worker than a doctor. We have to do things differently, Dr. Smith said. We know that emergency rooms are the wrong place to serve these clients well. With plans for the affordable housing project still in their infancy, the UHN, the city, and the United Way, in the meantime, plan to undertake social needs screening in the Toronto Western and Toronto General Emergency Departments in hopes of connecting struggling patients with existing programs. The three partners are also talking with the Dalalana School of Public Health and the University of Toronto about having researchers meticulously track the outcomes of the social medicine initiative, Dr. Boozeri said. The hope, he said, is that Toronto's initiative will be as effective as Housing for Health, a Los Angeles County Department of Health program that identified frequent users of healthcare services, most of them homeless and chronically ill, and moved them into supportive housing. Randcorp, a nonprofit policy think tank, tracked nearly 900 participants in the LA program and found their use of public health care services dropped dramatically once they had a roof over their heads. For every dollar LA County invested in the program, it recouped $1.20. Sarah Hunter, the behavioral scientist who oversaw Rand's evaluation of the Housing for Health House housing for health program said the results need to be taken with a grain of salt especially if the uhn and its partners expect their initiative will save money if you look at the field overall and if you look at more rigorous studies like randomized control trials they have not observed these dramatic reduction in costs she said much depends on the intensity and quality of the support for participants dr hunter added Leaders in the community, leaders in community health have long recognized how hard it is for patients to stay healthy if they are homeless or couch surfing, said Katie Mulligan, Director of Policy and Communications for the Alliance for Healthier Communities, which represents community-governed primary care clinics across Ontario. Some community health centers are already deeply intertwined with affordable housing projects. For example, Ottawa Community Housing opened 42-unit seniors' residence atop the Carlington Community Health Centre this year. But this is a first for a Canadian hospital, said Dr. Mulligan, who is also an assistant professor at the Dalalana School of Public Health. It's important materially and symbolically, she said. We literally need community housing here in Toronto 
and the symbolism of Canada's biggest hospital investing in housing is also very important. Okay, so this is this sounds more like a healthcare article than a real estate article, and it is, but this is healthcare with a foundation of real estate. And it just I've I've seen some of those stats before or read similar stats about uh, emergency room visits being correlated with stable housing, which is a huge thing. I mean, gosh, over 34 visits in an 11 day period. Like, is that what that was? No. And okay. For over one year, one year period, still over 34 visits over one, one year period. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So patients who go to the emergency room every 11 days on average are more likely to need a social worker than a doctor. There's mental health issues that more that, you know, are easily mistaken for physical issues and the emergency room just isn't the place to address all of that. And a lot of these issues are made worse by the fact that they don't have stable housing so for a hospital who you know hospital network who owns reams and reams and reams of land especially in toronto there's something they can do to alleviate a lot of um a lot of that housing pressure on the people that they serve directly so if someone comes in and they see that this person is definitely just obviously struggling with mental illness or maybe even physical illness as well. And then it need, they need a little better support. It's not something they're going to get or they're not currently getting anywhere. Maybe they don't have solid housing. They can now address that. And I can't help but think that that will alleviate a lot of pressure on a lot of systems, not just the housing system and not just the hospital system. And then this just points back to that so many issues in our lives, personalized, like individually, come back to real estate. Quite simply, a place to live, roof over our heads, a space to call our own. And as much as we can use real estate, this space to build wealth, this is a reminder that what's generating our wealth is directly tied to someone else's well-being. And it doesn't excuse any particular behavior. It doesn't this isn't an argument for either side of any coin. This is perspective for me. When safe and stable housing can have such an effect on 
someone's life that it can even mean reducing or maybe even solving the issue, reducing the amount of emergency room visits or maybe out and out solving the stress points, addressing the stress points in their lives so that they don't have to put that kind of demand on our hospital system anymore. That's a huge deal. And then forget about the economics of it, like just personally, like I know what it's like to not have stable housing, the stress that comes with that. Thankfully, I had community and family to support. But if anything else was going wrong in that area, and if I didn't have that kind of support, yeah. So. Real estate is amazing for building wealth and ensuring stability in our own futures and for our family's future. But it is also directly tied to someone else's future and well-being. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Email me, recoffee at joelarnt.ca. That's recoffee at j-o-e-l-a-r-n-d-t dot c-a. You can find me on pretty much any podcast platform now. Leave me a rating. Let me know what you think. There's... uh, I post an episode six days a week, Monday through Saturday. You can go back in the episode catalog to see if there are other issues, articles, news, pieces that are interesting. If you find anything there that a friend or family member might find relevant to their investing or real estate career, forward it on to them. Love to start talking about anything you find. If you want to keep getting updates every time an episode is published, you can subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Publica. Radio Publica or Radio Public? I don't remember. In any case, subscribe somewhere. And you'll get notified whenever an episode launches. Other than that, thanks for listening. Have a good Tuesday.